Hey, Drew Dixon, Chief Content Nerd of Love Thy Nerd, here with you uh, to talk about the Bible. Let's let's get thumping. So we're in uh, Mark chapter 3, and I'm just going to read. Jesus entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a shriveled hand. In order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. The fact they had a shriveled hand means his hand was crippled. Um, it, was, it was badly crippled. They couldn't use it. Um, and he told the man with the shoveled hand, stand before us. And he said to, said to them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. After looking around at them with anger, he was grieved at the hardness of their hearts and told the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and his hand was restored. And immediately the Pharisees went out and started plotting with the Herodians against him how they might kill him. So what I want to do today is ask you three questions that I think arise out of this text. Just three questions to get us thinking about what does it mean to follow Jesus. Three questions that are designed to get us thinking about what we think of when we think of what it means to be a Christian, a Christ follower. Um, I assume most of the people that listen to this podcast are people who are either interested in following Jesus or are curious about following Jesus or, or are trying to follow Jesus right now or following him in some way. So... Um, what does that look like? What does it look like to follow Jesus? And Jesus gives us some indication by the way that he lived, by the way that he operated in the face of opposition, in the face of people who looked at Jesus and wanted to, um, yeah, wanted to undermine him, wanted to make him uh, appeal less than, wanted to make him uh, appeal untrustworthy. And so the very first thing that we learn is that the there were people in the synagogue, religious leaders probably, um, who were watching Jesus like a hawk to figure out how they could get to him, how they could prove him wrong, how they could prove, uh, disprove his ministry, how they could undermine him, right? And they were watching to see if he would heal a man who was crippled on the Sabbath. Because if he did, then that's a form of work, right? That's a violation of how they understood this command. And we saw this last week, right? The Sabbath is a gift from God. It's a good thing that God gives us for a good. He he worked for, for six days, and on the seventh day, God rested, and then he gives the gift of rest to us and says, work, but also rest, right? Take a break from being productive and rest and worship and enjoy yourself. Um, and so the fact that these uh, Pharisees, these religious leaders of Jesus' day, these people, these leaders in the synagogue were were wondering if Jesus might do work on the Sabbath that would, by the way, bring life, bring healing, make someone's life better is really, is really telling. Do you see how like messed up that is? I mean, let's step back and think about how messed up it is to be watching whether someone's going to do something good on the Sabbath. But how do we land there in a place where we would get to to? be watching other people to see if they're going to do something good because it goes against our vision of what it means to follow Jesus, our understanding of religion. So here's my question for you. Is your vision of Christianity exclusive or inclusive? Are you constantly on the lookout to see who is in, who's in and who's out, right? Do you congratulate yourself for your own righteousness? Listen, this goes on all the time in our culture, both inside and outside the church. We're constantly on the lookout for those people who don't match our, our vision of what it means to be a good and righteous person. Um, we're constantly doing this on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on social media, on Instagram. Like it's We're parading our righteous views and trying to, on the lookout, right, for who fits and who doesn't. 
And we'll even unfriend people or block people or whatever who don't fit our moral vision. Like, I'm not saying that's ever, that there's never a place to do that. Um, social media is a mess. And we have to navigate it carefully and thoughtfully, right? And sometimes we, for our own health, we need to distance ourselves from some other people whose, whose words or, or whatever are, are, causing, are stressing us out. Um, I get that. I totally get that. But um, so I'm not telling you how to live on social media or anything. That's not the point. But I do want you to think about your vision of Christianity. And if you're constantly on the lookout for who fits and who doesn't, um, who gets to be a recipient of your kindness or your, or gets to be your friend, um, maybe you need to rethink that, right? Because Jesus was committed to doing good on the Sabbath. Um, he was committed to ministering to people. Um, he wasn't on the lookout for who, Jesus wasn't on the lookout for who didn't mesh with him and who didn't fit with him. Um, everyone was invited. Even the Pharisees in this moment, um, even the, the religious leaders that, that, are out to get Jesus, he loves them. I mean, he was grieved by them, by their hardness of heart. Like, he reached out to them constantly. It's a common misconception that Jesus didn't love the religious leaders of his day, um, or that he was only at, you know, only at war with them. That's not true. Like, he's constantly inviting them in. That's what the parable of the prodigal son is about. That parable ends with Jesus inviting older brother types, super religious people who are excluding others into the kingdom, into the party, right? Jesus wants religious types to let go of their unhealthy vision of religion, unhealthy vision of what it means to to follow God and embrace um, his way of love. He wants us to. He wants us to be a part. The second thing that we think we see here, the second question that we should ask ourselves is, is your vision of Christianity committed to the common good or only to your personal holiness? Does your vision of what it means to follow Christ make you look better or does it, is it designed to help and serve and actually make the lives of others better? Are you fully committed to loving your neighbor, right? Are you more concerned about the good of your neighbor or how you look? Jesus was willing to look bad in front of the religious leaders of his day in order to actually make the life of this nameless, crippled man better. This nameless man whose life was oppressed by his own disability. Jesus cared more about making his disability right, making this guy's life better, bringing life to this man, than he was about meeting the standards of others. All right, third question. Are you willing to side with Jesus? Are you willing to side with Jesus? Are you willing to be despised, looked down upon by others in order to love others? Jesus knew that his actions, he was very aware that his actions were going to upset the religious leaders around him, the leaders in the synagogue. He was aware that this was going to motivate them to look for ways to kill him, to plot with Herodians, to put him to death. He knew all that was going to happen, but he stuck to his guns. He stuck to what was right and good and true. And the same is is true for us. Are we willing for religious types (laughs) or the super righteous of our day, the morally righteous? Everyone's on their moral righteous high horse these days. Um, Are we letting the culture around us dictate what it means to love and serve others? Have we written certain people off in our culture from being unworthy of our love? Or are we willing to side with Jesus and look for ways to love and serve even those who are most looked down upon? Um, are we willing to love others even if it costs us our reputation? 
Are we willing to put our reputation on the line to love and serve and make the lives of other people's better? So I just want to encourage you to get serious about asking these three questions of yourself. Um, not in order so that you might uh, feel bad if the answers aren't what you would like, but so that we might side with Jesus, right? So that we might uh, edit our vision of what it means to follow him so that it matches more up actually with who Jesus was and what he did, right? So is your vision of Christianity exclusive or inclusive? Um, Are you constantly on the lookout for who's in and who's out, right? Um, That's what the religious leaders of Jesus' day were doing. Who gets, who's right, who's righteous? Do they measure up to my standards? Are you looking to see if people measure up to your standards? Or are you more concerned about how you might love and serve others and point them to Jesus? Is your vision of Christianity committed to the common good or only to promoting your personal holiness? And then finally, are you willing to side with Jesus? Are you willing to love others even if it might cost you something? That's what Jesus did. And loving others costs Jesus his life. I want to side with Jesus. I'm not saying my answers to these questions are exactly right. My answers to these questions um, illustrate I need to do some work. I need to rethink how I interact with people uh, in, in, real, in real life, well, I say in real life, um, in my daily life, interpersonally, both in person and on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. Um, let's think about how we can be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. Let's see, think about how we can be the love of Jesus to our neighbors. How can we demonstrate his love? How will you strive to take a step, take one step this week, decide with Jesus to love someone no matter what it costs? Jesus did that for us, and it changed everything for us. Let's follow his example and ask him how we might do that for the people around us. If no one else tells you, I hope you hear it from me. Jesus loves you, nerd.